to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. So I'm going to try to stick to the program that I have here, but I mean, um, that was created in my prayer room. I'm so grateful. I really am. I am. I'm, I'm just, I can't thank. Let me just pray to the Father now. Father, I can't. And you know me. I can't thank you enough for this opportunity that Apostle Tom has given me, Lord. But not only that, I can't thank you enough for seeing and knowing and making me a willing, able vessel to be that mouthpiece that you need, Father God, to bring forth this teaching, this word, Lord. Father, I ask you to soften the hearts that need to be softened and strengthen the minds that need to receive this word, Lord, so that they may be transformed by it, Father. Father, I thank you for this evening. I thank you for everyone who is here and everyone who is going to listen later on online, Father God. I just thank you. I thank you. I'm holding my tears. I need glasses. I got glasses. Uh, all right, so let's see if I can remember this stuff. Here we go. All right. Um, all right, so if you realize the first song was pretty much about a woman and people, I guess. And he, he gave me these songs today, so I only got a chance to see those videos twice. But pretty much of a woman who changed and not wanting to conform to the world. So it kind of pretty much ties into the scripture that the Lord has given me. So you all know that God is funny in his ways on how he speaks to us. So um, what he downloads today might not be what he wants you to share tomorrow. And he can just switch it up like this in a minute, in an instant. And so like, meanwhile, Pastor Tom asked me, what, three, four months ago to do this. And I've never been asked. And I never thought that I would be finding myself using this mouth that he gave me. That's a really good, strong mouth. You know, <laughs> okay, he, he knew what he was saving it for. So, you know, through the teaching that he did in the prayer room with me, I mean, we started one way, we went that way, then we went that way, and then it's like we're back over here. And it's crazy because it wasn't that I was, I was all over the place. He was guiding me and giving me revelation while he was teaching me on bringing this word forth into you guys. And I'm, I'm really glad because it's embedded into my heart, everything that I learned along the way. So we can turn to Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2. And I'm going to be, I my, my preference of choice is the, um, the um, NKJV, but I'm using the NIV because this is the verse that he led me to break down. And again, we all get different forms of revelation on every single verse, so 12, 2, Romans. So it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So I'm going to break down this verse the way it was broken down. We're not going to cover the whole verse, believe it or not. 
So by the way, this is an example. If you're not conforming to the ways of this world, then why do you accept an answer to that nickname that your family or friends have given you? If this nickname means, represents, or signifies anything less than the authority and the power that God has given you, ditch it. And don't answer or allow anyone to call you by these nicknames that signify like the worst thing there possibly is. I mean, you have people calling each other fatso, keghead, blackie, you know, all these things, you know. We, we come into agreement with that which we accept, okay? And when we do that, we open doors. We might not believe it. We might not see it. But you're opening doors in the spiritual realm. My name is Anna Maria, which means favored grace. Would I want to surrender my name, this blessing, and accept being called anything less? Maybe a sergeant major like I used to be called because I used to train dogs, and I trained them in the most loving way, but they responded like this, so people thought that I was a sergeant major over my dogs, which I wasn't. Okay, when you accept these so-called cute names, you are coming again into agreement with their meaning and their and what they represent into your life, and that's considered conforming. Because if the world is doing it, and you choose to do it, you're conforming to it. All right, let's get back to Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. What is the meaning of conform? To conform means to be similar or identical. To be similar or identical. To be in agreement or harmony with changes that conform to our plans. Not God plans, but with your plans, with our plans. Could these plans be of the enemy to keep our minds, life, and destiny in chains and shackles? To keep us from speaking words of life? Onto ourselves or others. The word pattern is also in 12.2. What is the meaning of pattern? As a verb, it means decorate with a repeated design, give a regular or, I'm not good at this word, intelligible form. Two, the brain not only receives information, but it interprets and patterns it. As a noun, pattern means. A repetitive, wait a minute. Yeah, repe repeated decorative design, an example for others to follow. We are examples for those around us, our children, our neighbors, our co-workers. I mean, whoever we speak to, we are examples for them to follow. Because even when we talk to people ourselves, we might be led, okay, to pick up something that they're saying or something that they're doing. And it happens every single day transformed by the way does anyone catch that the bible uses the past tense of the word transform not transforming not transform but transformed transformed meaning is make a thorough or dramatic change in the form appearance or character me i have always been a drop it like it's hot cold turkey kind of a person. I don't have a problem dropping something that does not give a positive progress in my life. 
The old man is a diseased man in my life. Disease, not disease. My Spanglish. And how many of you know we don't communicate with the dead? If the old man is dead, then why are we listening to the things that the old man used to do, that the old man used to say? Hello, the word says it. We, that's witchcraft. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It is. If we're going into talking to the old man, and the old man, we're listening to him, and we're being our old self, I'll let you think about that. I understand and receive that when I read Romans 12, 2, it says, be transformed. It's because of who I came out of the water baptism filled with. And it's not who I once was, the old self. If you're still speaking words that don't have a positive outcome or shift your atmosphere, words that tear you down and not build you up and believing them, then you're still in the transforming process. There's no doubt about it. That way of thinking and speaking, it's who you were. It's not as Genesis 126 says, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. That likeness, his likeness, not yours, that you were reborn into being. His image, his image, image isn't a photo like we would take here on earth, but it's the image of who he sees you to be. Believing that you have the mind of Christ when you still have the thin line that divides the old character from the new transformed character stored in your fanny pack, some of us still walk around with fanny packs, isn't going to renew your mind. Thank you, Father. You repeat and make declarations. Again, I'm not pointing fingers at you or any, you know, judging anybody. It's just a word that I use, sorry. You repeat, I repeat, and make declarations that you believe that by just saying them, it will manifest them. You repeat declarations and words that are positively effective, but you say it just to say it and hope it makes a difference. Deep inside, you don't believe it. You don't believe it. If you speak the words of that, if you speak the words that someone is an alcoholic because they drink alcohol and it's not even in excess, but to you it is, then the chances are likely that they're going to become an alcoholic. And then you would say, of course you're going to take pride, I told you so. I always said he was an alcoholic. Your words assisted and catapulted that person into what you spoke. Words have power. If you tell your child that they are lazy, then the chances are more likely that they're going to remain being a lazy human being. Your words don't carry power. They have power. They are power. Your thoughts give you the words you speak into existence. In 2 Corinthians 10, 5, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says, take captive every thought, make it obedient to Christ. There is no difference between you calling out these characteristic behaviors that you physically see in other people and what you think and speak over yourself, family, and life.
For other people, you physically put a name to what you see. For you, you must use spiritual eyes. Father, give us eyes to see, ears that decipher, and a voice that speaks spiritual truth. We desire to succeed in understanding, interpreting, and identifying with words that line up with that which you have spoken we are. In the meaning of transformed, it speaks of change in the form of character. Character consists of the way someone thinks, feels, and behaves. There is a correlation between thinking and speaking, which brings things into existence. They both open and close doors of favor and destruction. Your thoughts, thank you, Father. Your thoughts and your words make covenant agreements without requiring a physical signature in the spiritual realm. Our thinking and speaking has the same effect in the spiritual realm as it does here on earth. The words you speak foolishly or foolish or not, or not influence your mind. What we speak comes into existence, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but maybe next month or 10 years from now. I'm proof. Are you with me? I've had to cancel many words before I came to Christ that I did not know. Character also consists of feelings. Our hearts have feelings and are also connected to our thoughts and spoken words. In Isaiah 14, 13, hmm. Isaiah 14, 13, it speaks of all that Satan did was to just say it in his heart. That's all Satan had to do, was say it in his heart, that he would ascend to heaven and above the stars of God, and he would set the throne on high. All Satan did was speak it in his heart. How many of us speak in our heart? We do. And it was heard. He didn't even have to share it or speak his thoughts verbally to anyone or any spirit. Thank you, Father. Jeremiah 29.11 New King James Version. Are we good? Okay. I don't know if the Holy Spirit is being hard and everybody's just quiet. <laughs> okay. Jeremiah 29, 11, New King James. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Then how dare we? How dare we ignore his thoughts, second-guess his thoughts, allow his thoughts to be replaced by the enemy? Seriously. When you do this, you are giving. You are handing over the battle of the mind. Your thoughts, the plans for you to prosper to the enemy, and then claiming you have victory. Oh, I have victory in Christ. You just gave him your thoughts. 
You know, you gave him that, that, that ground. I mean, your mind is your future. What you see, what you speak, it all comes from your mind. I tell him, Satan, shut up, Satan. Stand down. When my father speaks, and he speaks all the time, shut up, Satan. Because this sheep knows her shepherd. I know my shepherd's voice. Our father's thoughts are greater than those we choose. Yes, the ones we choose of our own free will to repeat over and over again. We repeat our choice of words over our family, over our children, over ourselves, and over the land, your home that he gave you. Hear me out, okay? I don't know about you, but I speak life into everything. Every crop, every tree, and every dead grass clipping on my property, I speak life into my vehicle that I am blessed with having. I speak the word of the Lord. I tell my crops in the morning, you were created to be fruitful and multiply, said our creator. Now be fruitful and multiply with joy and feed me. The word says, it is your purpose. They have what? They have cells and everything, right? Hey, so if they have cells, they have a brain. I don't think God created anything that was going to be deadbeat. I mean, really, driftwood is driftwood. It was once alive. Remember, in Romans 12, 2, mentions the word pattern. It's a repeated design. The brain not only receives information, but interprets and patterns it. Romans 12, 2 also mentions renewing our minds. Do you know what this means, renewing your mind? No more stinking thinking. No more stinking thinking. So we're going to do a quick exercise. Okay, you're going to turn and look at your neighbor. If you don't have a neighbor, find a neighbor. Because nobody live, here lives out in Okeechobee. <laughs> okay, so you're going to turn and you're going to look into your neighbor's eyes. Look, look, into your, look into somebody's eyes with authority, please. I have uh, like maybe eight more pages, so I can do a year probably of this. <laughs> Me who had knobby knees. Okay, now you're going to look into their eyes and now say, no more stinking thinking. Say it to each other. That's right. Speak it into existence. Good. Stinking thinking defeats our purpose in life. Our purpose isn't to live. Our purpose isn't to live a defeated life. And I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound too prosperous to me. I'm not talking only about financial prosperity, but biblical wisdom, business wisdom, living physically healthy and having an encounter with God. Satan influences stinking thinking. In 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, the word says, Among them, the God of this world, Satan, has blinded the minds of the unbelieving. Right? So I don't believe that when the word says the minds of the unbelieving, that it is speaking about the minds of those who are only unsaved. Because we, again, as believers... Don't believe in the words that we speak. Don't believe in saying the words that we should say. 
Again, it says, Satan has blinded the minds of the unbelieving in the way you think and speak to prevent them from seeing, envisioning, and illuminating light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, aren't we? But we must run the key of thoughts, words, and believing through the key cutter again, so that the good words and pure thoughts renewing our mind that God has for us may be restored, may be transformed, and they become a pattern, and that's what we conform to. If we are created in his likeness and image, then why are you walking around like Jesus never did? Could you imagine Jesus walking around, thinking and saying, oh, Father, I can't do this. I'm not going to... I don't have what it takes to be the savior of this world. I want to please you, but I don't believe in myself. Could you imagine if Jesus did that? So how can you sit there? How can anybody out there say that they have the mind of Christ, even myself, and conduct myself in a manner that Jesus went on to it? Yo, we need to shut up and either transform immediately or be transformed. As in other words, the dead man is dead. We have to change our way of talking. Life. <sighs> wow. You don't believe in yourself? I I if, you if I don't believe in myself, I kind of take that in a way of um, probably self-pride. How about believing in your helper? If you don't believe in yourself, how about believing in the Holy Spirit? Thank you, Father. Some of us struggle with thinking we are anything better than someone else said we were. With getting past the fact of comparing ourselves to our neighbor's looks, some of us struggle with speaking positive outcomes over present situations. We all have present situations. Or voicing, I have a headache. I'm so clumsy. There is always a dark cloud over my head. We all struggle with something. Stop the whining. Stop the negative chit-chat between your thoughts and your mouth. The moment a thought comes in your mind or heart, discern that it is not from God and tell it. Tell Satan to shut up and don't give that thought a foothold again. And if it happens again, because it does, now you know what to tell it. I immediately put those thoughts at bay. Okay, so we're going to take a moment. Oh, man. Here, Pete, help me. So I'm going to give out some paper and... We just need, um, just, you're going to take two thoughts, two negative thoughts that you speak either over your life or you speak over your loved one or you speak over your dog. I don't care. But just write those two thoughts, two or three words, whatever it is, on this piece of paper. Oh, wow. Okay, I wasn't. Just two, two negative things that, you know, yeah. One, yeah, just two negative words. Two negative, you know, I am this, I am that, whatever. It doesn't matter. And be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself in what you're choosing to um, admit to because, come on, we don't all speak positively all the time. Okay, that's a belief. You can put a belief down because you're believing it. If you're repeating it, okay, then you know what? Then don't even think about it. 
If you don't believe it, don't even think about it. It's occupying space in your mind. If you have to repeat it and you have to think about it, it's occupying space in your mind. If you can't, you know, if you can't think of something, it's something that you can do when you get home, okay? So you're going to look at what you wrote, and you're not going to repeat them. You're just going to look at them. And this is, again, this is not something that I know to do. This is just something that came to me in my prayer room. And in my prayer room, there's only one, one presence there. Like, oh, I'm always running late or whatever. Yes. Anything. Yes. Yeah, just something that you just like, you know, like, you know. Okay. I didn't get the instructions. There you go. Write it down. That, and, that, and you see, that's your belief. That's your belief because when you speak, I have pleasure in listening to your accent. When I speak, people tell me I'm a New Yorker, I'm a this and I'm that, but you know what? All I know is I'm not trying to analyze the, you know? Okay, all right. So, so look at them and don't repeat them. You're going to break that paper into pieces and say, shut up, Satan. I know my shepherd's voice. Thank you, Father. Just rip them up. There you go. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Okay, now remember, do not conform with others whose minds are not renewed. Don't. Do not, don't even hang around them or be dragged into a conversation listening to them. You don't have... If you do not have a renewed mindset yet, it, you know, it could be a process for some. I mean, I have conversations with people, and I have to pray for them. And I turn whatever they tell me around into something positive, and still they might come back at me into something negative, but I won't continue the conversation. I, I just pray for them. I do. I include their name. I have a prayer wall where I put names and what they need and stuff like that. I mean, Courtney's name is up there, and I'm not bringing it now. I asked the Lord to bring him to you. You speak to him, this and that, you know, and, you know, oof. All right, so here we go. Let's move on. We're almost done. Do not continue this pattern. Choose to be transformed. Father, we bind Satan's stinking thinking. We bind his agenda on our thoughts and words of destruction and loosen a complete dictionary of positive, life-giving words. We loosen... Renew, transform minds now in the name of Jesus. I'm going to leave you guys with a few uh, things here. One of the things is Genesis 1, 3 through 4 in the King James Version. It says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God said, and he saw. God said, and he saw. And he made us into his likeness and his image. And we can't say and we can't see because we don't believe. You have to stand behind those words that you choose to speak. Because one way or another, you're going to reap what you sow. Words are powerful. When you speak a word, you activate realities and spiritual laws. Yeah, you do. Our words activate both the operation of angels and manifestation of the Holy Spirit. The opening of your mouth is an opening of a door in the Spirit. Oh, Lord, set a watch over our mouths. Every time you speak, you sow a seed, even if you're speaking in tongues. 
When you speak, something is loosened and something is tied. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. What a powerful muscle. You will eat the seeds you sow. Every morning when you begin to pray, speak it out. Set it in the spirit. Believe it. My day is blessed. I activate spiritual laws that favor me and work on my behalf. I authorize the spirit of God to schedule opportunities in my life. I bump destiny helpers into my life. You keep your life by keeping your mouth. Choose life. Thank you, Father. Um, fill your mind with majestic thoughts. Begin to imagine it is your time to paint the canvas of your life. You must learn to harness bridle the power of your thoughts and words if you are to effectively reign as king and priest on this earth taking control of your thoughts will cause you to gain control over your life that is what putting the armor of god is about matthews 12:36 says speak no idle words if you can control your mind you can control your life So I'm just going to close out with a prayer, right? I kept the paper up here. Huh. Sorry. Father, I just thank you for your word, Lord. And I truly, truly pray that it blesses someone, Father God. And even if they don't believe that they have a negative thought, a negative word, a negative pattern, Father God, that you open their eyes to see it and to cancel it out in Jesus' name, that the enemy has no hold on them to continue that pattern, that they are not conformed, Lord, but that they are transformed, my Father, my God. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for everyone listening, for everyone here, for their family members, for their loved ones, for those who know them or know of them or connected of through them in, in social media, Father God. May they shine their light so bright. May their light shine even if they don't see that it shine because you know what? I didn't know I had this light. I was scared when Pastor Tom told me, I was like, I can't do it. Two weeks ago, I told Pastor Natasha, I can't do it. I'm going through so much, Lord. How am I going to do it? You made the way. The changes that you made in my life was for me to stand here today and you used my mouth to speak to your children to your kings and your priests, Father God. Oh my goodness, if my old church saw me, they wouldn't believe that it's me up here speaking or even praying, Father God, because I did not know how to pray. And for many years, all I did was go on my knees and say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm grateful, thank you, thank you, thank you. Little do people know that those are very big, powerful words. Father, I just thank you, Father God, and I ask you again to fill May your angels minister unto us even when we sleep and fill our minds with positive thoughts that we get a reality check or that we are, you know, breaks are pulled in our brain when we, and we catch ourselves saying things that we should not say because many people say many things, whether they remember today or they remember tomorrow. They say many things, Father God, that do not line up with your word. And I ask you, Father God, that they be delivered from that stinking thinking and speak the word of the Lord over their lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Thank you. the kingdom of God and his righteousness